Jonathan Nato, and I am in beautiful New England. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California, where it is still unseasonably cold. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. We've had a couple of warmer... There's been a few days where it's been warmer over here than over there. Well, dude, more than a few. You know what's funny? On the way to school today, when I drove my daughter to school, yeah, one of my kids is like, Dad, where did the sun go? <laughs> and I'm like, the sun's in the sky, sweetie. It's right there. And she's like, but it's so cold. I said, I know. I know. <laughs> it's got to warm up soon, man. California can't have this. This is the second week of this, so it's got to go away soon. Man, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the, uh, I say bring on the global warming if it means warm weather like this in February over here. So, Well, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> Hey, man, so today I want to jump into something really weird, unique, and wonderful that happened to me a couple months ago. Shocker. Yeah, total shocker. (laughs) So let me start by saying that when I was at UCLA Film School, Mm. one of my mentors, actually my main mentor, Mm. Dr. Howard Suber, he used to say, and and I'm going to screw this up, Howard, so forgive me if you're listening, but to paraphrase, he always said, the greatest gift one can give another Mm. is the belief in their own ability. Mm. Right? Yeah. And let me say that again. The greatest gift one can give another is the belief in their own ability. Mm. You know, and basically saying just believing in somebody can change a life. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And we've done close to 100 podcasts together, so we've talked many, many times about how people believing in what we could do helped us on our journeys, right? Yeah. But today I wanted to do the reverse. I just wanted to talk about something I did, which is actually kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, most things I do are out of the box. Yeah. So this is just along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Right? So a couple months ago, and I'm thinking maybe eight to ten weeks ago, so two, two and a half months ago. Mm. I was going to the Porsche dealership to get my car that was getting an oil change. And when when you get a Porsche oil change, you don't just do it in 20 minutes like a Jiffy Lube. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a several-hour process because they, they want the engine to be completely cold before they take the oil out. Oh, wow, okay. They don't mess around. They don't mess around. Oh, yeah, they don't mess around. So you drop the car off in the morning. They give you a loaner for the day, and then you... <laughs> Come back and pick up your car at night. Do they give you the same kind of car you gave them, or they just, you know, I mean, not, not that you're going to be picky when they give you another Porsche as a loaner, I'm assuming, but do they give you the same type of car, or? You, you know, usually not. So they usually give us a, a Cayenne or okay. a McCann, which are the two SUVs and the mini SUVs. Okay, I never heard of the McCann. I knew the Cayenne. The McCann is like a mini Cayenne. Okay, okay. Right. But they're always brand new, so it's kind of fun to tool around in a new car for six hours <laughs> right, before you bring yours back. Do, now, so, can you get – this is way off topic, but can you get rocket mode in a Cayenne? That's the question. I bet you can get uh, launch mode. Launch mode, that's what I meant. <laughs> I, I bet you can get that in a Cayenne Turbo, yes. Probably Man. not in a regular one. Now, those, only, it, those only seat five people to the Cayennes, right? They do. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I used to own one. I owned a, a Cayenne in 2011. I need, I need a smaller family to get a Cayenne then. 
Yeah, I know. I need, I, know. My, I need my kids to grow We need up. to get you, man. You know, we need to get you a cayenne and split it in half and make turn it into a limo. Exactly. We'll do that when Hourglass 24 launches. That, that'll, that'll fit all my kids then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, just to wrap up on this part of the story, the Carrera actually has two back seats, but they're only for kids, basically. Yeah, yeah you're not going to fit like a adult back there. No, not a full-size adult. Maybe yeah. a shorter adult like me, but but you probably couldn't fit back there, right? <laughs> so my joke to Lena and Zoe is always like, just don't grow. Yeah, yeah Daddy, exactly. does, Daddy doesn't want to get another car. Just don't grow. Yeah, just stay right there. This is a little, a, a, sort of in the same vein, but our neighbor, one time when we were getting our car fixed or something, she had a um, Toyota Highlander, and right. it, it, fits, it fits seven people. And we're like, perfect. That's the size of our family, right? And uh, so we started getting the kids in. I'm like, well, like it was wicked tight in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seven very, very thin people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, you know, all race cars are race cars. I mean, all race cars are built for short people. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you can't be seven feet tall or six, five or six, eight and get into a Porsche comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There's you, no you, way. You'd be sitting in the Your back head will seat. hit you'd the roof. you have to sit in the back seat. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So let me jump into this, man. You ready? Yeah. So you're getting your oil changed. Yeah, I get, I get my oil changed. I come back at 7.30 because I close at 8 o'clock. And I come back at 7.30, 7.45. I drop off the rental. I go into the showroom to check out the new models because that's what I always do. Right. Yeah. And and talk to my salesman and say hi to him and check out what's coming next year, blah, blah, blah. And then 10 minutes before um, the the place closes, Mm. this very nice young African-American gentleman walks in. And I was at Porsche South Bay, Porsche of the South Bay Mm -hmm. here in uh, Redondo area. And they're incredibly unbelievably cool and very very nice unlike the guys at porsche in kansas city unlike the guys at <laughs> aristocrat motors that's in kansas it city. aristocrat that's right i couldn't remember the name of it <laughs> right and well that's a california thing most high-end car dealers in california are intensely nice and i've said this before in other podcasts with you yeah that uh going to a chevy dealer and trying to test drive a corvette you know, they're like, can you buy it? Can you afford it? And so I left. But going into a Porsche dealer five minutes later, they let me test drive two cars without any question. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, I, I'd assume they're assuming if you're walking in here, you know, you have the money. You're not, you're right? not kicking tires. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I found that with Mercedes too. I mean, high end car dealers just treat you better. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. Especially in California, because Californians uh, usually don't dress up. So just because a guy is walking in a, you know, Dodgers T-shirt and shorts, he or she, man or woman, may have $25 million in the bank. Right, right. You never know. Yeah, Out here, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So... Anyway, I'm in the in the showroom, and this young, nice African American man walks in. He goes to my salesman, and he says, "May I ask questions about, you know, these cars?" And now it was like eight minutes before the store is closing. Yeah. 
right? And and my salesman Mike was like, sure, of course, I'd love to help you, right? And he answered any questions, right? Yeah. And and Mike said to the guy, he goes, you know, we're closing in a few minutes, but let me give you my card. You can come back. But you know, Hamad's waiting for his car to come around, so you can just hang here with Hamad, right? Yeah. And if you have any questions, ask me. Ask him. He's had a lot of these, right? <laughs> yeah. So the guy walks over to me and he goes, hi, you know, and I said, hey, man, what do you want or who are you and what do you want as in what car do you want? Yeah. Not what do you want? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and he starts he starts asking me questions about being a Porsche owner and how I've liked it and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I start to ask him, you know, why do you want a Porsche? And he goes, well, my business is growing. I'm a financial advisor. And I've got this, uh, well, I don't know what car he had, but I think it's like a Honda Accord, a new one, a nicer one. But he's like, man, my clients are getting bigger and they're starting to, you know, question the car I drive. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, if you're handling money, like if your entire job is to handle other people's money, they do look at things totally. like, okay, yeah, we're gonna be, about giving him yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, you know? yeah. They could be like, this guy, you know, this guy's handling my multi-millions of dollars and he's driving an Accord. Like, what's he doing wrong? <laughs> exactly. Right? So then I said, you got you to get a Porsche, man. You can write it off anyway. It's a business expense. Yeah. Right? So then he's like, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. And as he's saying that, I see my car is being pulled out in front. Right? Yeah. And so I, he gave me his name, and I said, hey, man, so do you want to drive mine? And he's like, what? And I said, well, that's mine out there. You know, they just pulled it up, my Carrera. Do you want to drive it? And he's like, are you kidding me? I said, no. I mean, let's go. So literally, we walked outside. He got in the driver's seat. I got in the passenger seat of my own car. And we went around the block for about 10 minutes. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> and you know the, the crazy thing about it, Jonathan? As that, I mean, he didn't race it. He didn't, like, floor it. I, he, he just drove it. Yeah. Yeah. He just right? wanted to kind of get the feel of it. He kind of get the feel of it. And, yeah. And over and over again, he kept on saying, I cannot believe you're doing this. And I'm like, why not? I mean, obviously, you walked into a Porsche dealership. You you have an MBA, you're a financial advisor, you're doing something right with your life. Yeah. Right? And um, why not? And I got to tell you, I drove him back to his car after 10 minutes, and he actually started getting a little bit emotional. He's like, you don't know what this has done for me, man. He goes, I had such a bad day today. Right? Mm. Like, I had a really rough day today, and I wanted to do something positive to, like, change my attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I thought going to a Porsche dealer and checking out brand new cars that I can afford now and that I'm thinking about getting would would be the next step to make me happy. Yeah. But little did I think that some random dude would let me hop in his Carrera convertible <laughs> and go around the block a couple times. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, it's great, but it reminds me that every time I go to a Porsche dealer or a Mercedes dealer and I'm greeted with open arms and they let me hop in the car and do a test drive without any questions. Yeah. 
that just makes me think if people are treating me that way, why wouldn't I treat others the same way? Yeah, totally. You know, and, and I've told a couple friends this story, and they're like, dude, that guy could have, like, kidnapped you. He could have killed you. <laughs> he could have, like, done a lot of things. And you know what I said to my two friends that told me that? What's I that? go, are you just asking me that because he was black? Ooh, man. Right? Ouch. And they're like, well, I didn't say that. And I said, well, you kind of implied it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it were a tall white guy in a suit, you wouldn't have questioned it at all. Mm, mm. Right? And, and my answer to them was, look, I'm a little Pakistani man. <laughs> so I, I, don't have, I don't have any pull on anybody, right? <laughs> Basically. Right? Yeah. So I just wanted to share that because it was a moment where I was just doing something because I felt it'd be the thing to do. Yeah. And I had no intention and no expectation of it actually being a somewhat landmark moment for this guy. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty wild, huh? Yeah, no, and I mean and and I mean it's not like you you're like, oh I'm gonna let this dude drive my car, see you know, what what I can get out of it or whatever, you know, like you're just like, hey, there's my car, dude. You want you want to give it a you know take it first spin? Like, you had no ulterior motive, you know. No, and the funny thing is, at the end of it, it's funny you say that because he goes, look, I'm a financial advisor. Can I help you with anything? And I said, I don't think so. But if I need your help, you know, give me your card. But yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And he's like, you don't want anything? I said, I'm good. You know, someday I told him, I said, someday I'm going to be sitting around with my wife on our our sofa. I'll be looking through all these business cards that I accumulate every couple months and your name will come across and she'll be like, who's that? And I'll tell her this story. Yeah, exactly. And she'll roll her eyes and she'll be like, <laughs> you're crazy. Hamad." <laughs> so for people out there, just know, this is my point of today's podcast. Just know that just saying something positive to somebody can really change their day. If not their life. Mm. And I, you know what? One thing I want to add into is it's not liking someone's Facebook post. It's not commenting on their Facebook post saying, oh, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I really think we need more interaction physically. Like, anyone can just type, oh, I wish I could help you, or oh, cheer, buck up. You know, things will work out. Like, anyone can type anything. Words on a screen are almost meaningless these days. I mean... You can get people riled up and, you know, angry or, or whatever. But, I mean, honestly, sure. you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, inter- like interaction, like you have with that guy. Like, you could, you know, if 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 it were, like, let's say you're on Facebook and you guys are Facebook friends and he was saying something, he'd be like, hey, man, just let me know if you want to take my car for a spin. I'll let you do it. And he might, he might reply back, oh, that's great. I'll take you up on it. But that's where it's going to stay. Yeah, right? that's true. But but physically, you're just like, hey, you want to take my car for a spin? And, and so you know, when you're when you're with people, if you see someone down, you know, say something or kind of you know you don't want to bother them if they don't want to talk. But I mean, I think we need to interact more. Phys- we're we're definitely losing the art of communication when we're face to face with one another. And yeah, you know, it's funny. Is I, I was texting with a filmmaker friend of mine last night, and um, we could have easily talked. But we chose to text for over an hour. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that's a millennial thing, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Because I like talking to people, yeah. obviously, because we do this podcast. <laughs> so I like talking. Yeah. 
And my, my thing is, if somebody just keeps texting, you know, I'll do it, but I much prefer talking. Get on the phone with me. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're obviously have a phone in your hand. You're texting me. Like, let's, you know, let's cut to, <laughs> right. let's cut to the chase here. <laughs> That's so true. That's so, so, so true. Absolutely. So anyway, that is our podcast for today. All right. And so check us out on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all those fun places, Android apps. I, I iTunes on uh, Apple phones and all that. Um, and you can also check out LonelySealFilmFestival.com if you are a aspiring director, producer, screenwriter, actor, actress. You want to check that out. If you have any uh, feature-length films, uh, web series, documentaries, uh, short films, you can submit your film to LonelySealFilmFestival.com. And, that's and screenplays. And screenplays, screen too. Yes. So check that out. And, uh, you know, and if you have any feedback on that, let us know and that we have some more news coming around the corner with that. But right now, check out LonelySaleFilmFestival.com. Yep. And if you want to reach us, you can email us at info at LimpingOnCloud9.com. That's info at LimpingOnCloud9.com. But before we wrap up, Jonathan, can we mm. squeeze in there the new podcast that we're about to launch? In the oh, yeah, weeks? yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Why, why don't you jump in? Because this is... Uh, okay. Going to be so, so much fun. Jonathan, tell them what we're doing. Well, I guess we would technically maybe call it a web series instead of a podcast because we're actually... It is, it is a web yeah, series. Yeah, so yes. we're actually going to be doing like a, a visual, you know, like this, you know, come on, you'll, you'll see Himan and I, and we're doing a movie review show called The Unseen Film Project. So you get yes. to see... Go ahead. You get to see Hamad and a blind guy reviewing movies. Yep, and for the, you know, because we don't start these episodes anymore with I'm a blind guy, I'm a disabled guy. So for those of you new to this, Jonathan's blind and I have a minor disability with my hand and a limp. So it's going to be a blind guy reviewing movies with me. Yeah. So <laughs> someone who knows a lot about the movie industry and someone who can't even see the movie industry. So what could go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> it is the Unseen Film Project, and the website will be unseenfilmproject.com. That will be up soon. Yep. And our first episode should be up by April sometime. Yep. So keep out, keep your watch out for that. Let people know. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We will talk to you next episode. See ya.